All right. Notice what it says in verse 7 of Galatians uh, chapter 6. It says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, when that, in that verse right there, usually what we focus on is whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. You know, we see God is not mocked. This verse is usually a warning to people to just be careful. You know, if you sow to your flesh, you're the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. You know, if you sow to the Spirit, though, you have the Spirit, reap life everlasting. But notice what he said, though. Okay, now why would somebody not sow to the Spirit instead of the flesh? I mean, if blessings are promised, if we follow, if we, or if we sow to the Spirit, and if judgment is promised, if we sow to the flesh, then why in the world doesn't just everybody follow the Spirit? And I'll tell you why. It's because we end up getting deceived. We fail to follow the first part of that verse that says, be not deceived. And you know, there's, I, I counted five different times in the Bible where you see that phrase specifically, be not deceived. We are not supposed to be deceived. And the title of my message today is just the sin of being deceived. I believe it is a sin for us to be deceived. And you say, well, if we got deceived, how is that our fault? Well, I'm going to show you from the Scriptures why we get deceived, why we are so prone to deception. And it is it is a sin for us to get deceived. The Bible is constantly telling you, know, saying, be not deceived. You know, Let no man deceive you. By any means, sometimes it would word it different. There's many things that often get us deceived. And when we get deceived, folks, it's our fault. Okay, We have a perfect Word of God. We have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. God's given us everything we need. We have the Word of God that's given by inspiration. It's all profitable that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So there's no excuse for us to be deceived yet. We've all been deceived, and we all probably will be deceived sometime in the future. And I think it's important that we understand it is a sin. It is bad when we get deceived. And if we get that mentality, I think it can help us you know, practice some things in our life to help us keep from being deceived. Because you know, does, does anybody here want to be deceived? All right? you know, who wants to know the truth? Go ahead and raise your hand all right, if you want to know the truth. Who, who doesn't want to be deceived? Who doesn't like being tricked? Raise your hand, all right? All right. Now, you know what? Y'all are liars, okay? Because the truth is, if politicians got up and told you the truth, you know, most of you never vote for them, all right? Most of you, you watch commercials. They deceive you all the time. We've all seen the video that's out there showing how they make the sandwiches look like they do in the McDonald's commercials and stuff. I mean, they don't even use real food. There's like toothpicks in there and everything. And yet, we let them put those pictures up in the stores, falsely advertising their food, and we still keep buying it. All right? But we, if they put a crummy picture, if they put a picture of what it really looked like on there, we wouldn't buy the product. And even though we know that's not what it looks like, we still let because we just we like being deceived. All right? And that's we that's just how we are as people. We want to be deceived. Women want to be deceived when they tell their husbands, "Does this make me look fat?" All right? You know, he had, you know there's only one thing he can say in that situation, and there's only one thing that you want to hear in that situation, and it's not always the truth, right? And if your husband doesn't deceive you, you're in big, you know, he's in big trouble, right? And, and you all know that. So I, I say all that to just show you that it is. We tend to want to be deceived. We are very prone to it, and there's things where it's innocent. Okay, I mean, 
you know, at the end of the day, if you want to let McDonald's deceive you with those pictures, you know, that's fine. I don't think you're sinning in that situation or anything like that. But, uh, you know, if you if you tell your wife she doesn't look fat and that, you know, that's just, you know, self-preservation, right? You know, you know, when when the government comes to you and, you know, is asking you, you know, how many guns you have and, you know, think, you know do you have to answer those things truthfully? You know, uh, you know, it's, that that's uh, one of those things we could talk about another time, but, you know, uh, just self-preservation, and I'm I'm just having fun with you on that, but, you know, many people today, they often have a hard time seeing themselves as sinners. There's a lot of people today who are on their way to hell because they've been deceived. That's why. They've been deceived. And, you know, the reason they've been deceived, a lot of times, is because they want to. You know, many of these people who are on their way to hell that have been deceived, Many of them, I think, do have good, you know good intentions. You could say, and and many people too, even Christian people. Sometimes we think, you know, how can somebody that's sincere and has good intentions be on their way to hell? It's not their fault they grew up in a false religion. It's not their fault that they are in some country where you know the gospel is suppressed and where false religion abounds and is is even promoted by the government. You know, how can they be worthy of hell? You know, if people, you know, as long as they're sincere, who are we to judge? You know, people will say things like that. And while it is true that many people who follow these false religions are sincere, they might even be well-meaning to a certain extent, you know, but they're just living according to the world, these people are in sin for being deceived. They have they, the it's sin that has caused them to be deceived the way they are. And when we do, when we get deceived, okay, we sin and we are accountable for those sins that we do while being deceived. Alright? And thank God though, there is there's often we find mercy when we are when we sin, you know, by deception. Alright? We just don't know or we do things in ignorance. Okay? For example, you know, if I go and I commit some kind of you know, crime, all right? Let, let's say I have the IRS after me for something. You know how easy it is to break a tax law? It's actually really easy. But, you know, and you know, if the government decides they want to get you on taxes, you know, they're going to be able to get whoever they want. You all need to remember that too, all right? If they want to get you on taxes, they can find something that you didn't do right. You know, you babysat that kid and they, somebody paid you $20 and you didn't report it to the IRS. You know, they might want to throw you in prison for that. But at the same time, if I did something really big and it, and it was and I could prove that I was deceived, if I could prove that I tried, you know, that's one of the reasons I go, you know, I use a tax prepare and stuff like that. I want it to at least, you know, I want to at least make it clear I'm trying to do things legal. Alright? It's almost impossible to follow our ta- our messed up tax code perfectly, but I at least tried. It is possible, you know, if for if somebody deceived me, alright, if my tax preparer you know, if I could prove they did something to trick me and deceive me to where I maybe got a big tax refund when I was not entitled to one, okay, would I, if they deceive me and I do and I benefit from it, did I break the law? I, I did break the law, okay? Would I get in trouble? Would I probably have to, would I have to pay the money back? Yes. Would I probably have to pay a fee? Probably. Would I go to jail? It probably depends, but at the same time, I could probably find some mercy in a court, especially if there was a jury, if I could prove that I was deceived. But at the same time, I'm still guilty. 
At the same time, I've still got accountability that I've got to deal with as a result of that, but I could probably get some mercy if I could prove that I was deceived. So understand, there are many people today who are they are in sin. They are on their way to hell because they have been deceived by false religions, by bad people, by false prophets. They are still accountable, but you know what? They can find mercy. You know, these people are not reprobate. They're not beyond the hope of salvation. And I think an example of somebody who many of us probably would have thought was reprobate at one time was guys like the Apostle Paul. When he was Saul, notice, but notice what he says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. He says, And I thank Jesus Christ our Lord, who hath enabled me, for he hath counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who is before a blasphemer, and a persecutor, and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Okay, so right there we see the reason Paul received mercy for all he did is he did it ignorantly. And so he received mercy. He did not know he was doing the wrong thing. He thought he was doing the right thing. But let me ask you this. Had Paul not gotten saved, would Paul not have gone to hell? Would Paul not have paid for his sins? Absolutely he would have paid for his sins. He was still accountable. But you know what? Thank God. God showed him mercy because he did it ignorantly and unbelief. And then in verse 14 he says, And the grace of our Lord. That's that unmerited favor. It was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. So we need to remember too, even though we often do things that are sinful because we've been deceived, we do it ignorantly, we are still accountable and we don't deserve the forgiveness that we get, do we? We do not deserve the salvation that we get. Thank God He gives it to us. But we don't deserve it because it is, it is a sin when we are in deception. And so, um, you know, turn over to John chapter 3. I want to show you this too. So, you know, those who are truly sincere, though, I believe, this is what I believe, that those who are truly sincere, because there are, there's, there's, you know, what we would call good people out there that are in false religions, that are trying their best to work their way to heaven. And in their hearts, they believe that they love the Lord and they believe that they are on the right path, but they have been deceived, all right? But listen, if we're right that these are good people with good intentions, I do believe that. I mean, they are. They're going to get a very clear opportunity to see the truth, to be saved. But unfortunately, many of these people do not accept it because while we think they're good, while they think they're good, they're not good. All right. And look what it says in John chapter three, verse nineteen. This is right after John 3.16. It goes on, it says, And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So right there we see that... You know, Jesus Christ, He's that light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Those who truly are sincere, okay? That, I mean, it, it's, you know, God knows that they're sincere, okay? There's people that we might think they're sincere. They've tricked us. They've deceived us. And they might have even deceived themselves, okay? But you can't deceive God. You're not going to put anything past God. The Bible says that those who are actually doing truth, right, those who really are sincere, they're going to come to the light. They're going to they're going to see that Jesus Christ is that light. 
He's that light that shines. He that uh, lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And so those who do truth, they are going to come to Christ. But the Bible says that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So the people that are out there who you know, we think are well-meaning, if they are well-meaning, then they will come to the light. But you know what? Most people just aren't. Most people aren't. Most people are in sin. And one of those sins that they are in is the sin of deception. And so, you know, why is it sin for someone to be deceived? Because most of us think, you know, it's, it doesn't really seem that bad, but it's actually, I'm going to show you the why it is sin to be deceived, alright? Because deception, deception is something that we allow in our lives. So, you know, how do we set ourselves up for being deceived? Because we do this to ourselves. Okay? You know, Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? One thing that we deceive ourselves into thinking is that we are good, sincere, well-meaning people. That right there is one of the tricks our sinful heart plays on us. We live in a world today where it tells people, just follow your heart. You know, when they're having a conversation about, well, what is the right way? There's so many religions. Hey, just follow your heart. Whatever your heart tells you, just be sincere. God knows your heart. Yeah, that's the problem. God knows our heart and He knows that our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And when it's saying who can know it, none of us can know it, but I will tell you this, that God knows it. We know that God sees the heart and that's why you know God... God showed us. God, he showed us these things so we would know better than to follow our heart. But people today, the, the reason they think they're good, the reason they could just never imagine themselves being worthy of hell is because their wicked heart has deceived them. And so their own heart did it. Okay? They literally deceive themselves. If it's your heart that's deceitful, understand that's you that's deceiving yourself. You and we are—we are our worst enemy in this area. Worse than CNN, okay? You know, worse than the news media. We constantly deceive ourselves with these things. And so, why do we do it? We'll turn over to Hebrews three, verse thirteen. We're just going to look real quickly at some reasons why we deceive ourselves. What? Like, what? You know, we all say we want to know the truth. Everybody says that. Everybody says, I don't like being deceived. I don't like people playing tricks on me. Well, then you better hate yourself because your heart plays tricks on you all the time. Because it's deceitful. It's desperately wicked. Hebrews 3.13 says, But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Okay, We get deceived simply because we like sin. That's all there is to it. We get deceived because we like sin. You all realize that God hates sin, right? God hates sin. God, ha- but thankfully, God loves us. But God had to send His Son Jesus to die for us to pay for our sins. And you know what? We have a God that hates sin, but yet we have a body, we have flesh that loves the sin, doesn't it? It likes the things that are sinful. It likes the things that God hates. And so we are constantly deceived by sin because we like it. Sin is what we want. We want those things of the flesh. Okay? We want to satisfy whatever craving that is we have in our life. So we do. We let those things deceive us. That's why we let 
you know, the pictures of the food at the restaurants deceive us. That's why we let the commercials deceive us and the news media deceive us and all these things because they're, they're dangling things in front of us that are appealing to our flesh. And our flesh loves those things. Our flesh can, has convinced us that we will find fulfillment, we will find joy in indulging in those things. And so what do we do? You know, we just, you know, like, bring it on. Bring on the advertisements. You know, bring on the commercials. We'll watch these things. You know, we'll, we'll pay for these things. You know, people buy magazines that are just full of advertisements that are just meant to get you to pay more money. You know, we pay, people pay for cable and satellite television that 90% of what comes on there is paid advertisement that is trying to appeal to your flesh and even the actual shows that you you know you say you're paying for it for. You know, nobody goes and says, you know what, I'm going to go pay $70, $80, but I don't even know what it costs for a satellite so I can just watch commercials. Right? Nobody says that. You know, you say it because well, I, want, I just want to watch this show. But do you realize how much of those shows are actually advertisement too? Have you ever heard of product placement? Alright, they're all, that's paid advertising that they do. Okay, another thing that they do in there, they're always, you know, putting all these social situations, they always got their LGBT people in every single show. What are they doing? They're trying to just, they're trying to brainwash you with stuff. They're trying to just promote garbage. They're deceiving people with this stuff, and people are like, you know, I'm going to go pay for it. You know, and they do, they pay to basically get a device so they can just sit in their house while people just advertise them and they use all things that appeal to the flesh. To our, to our dirty, rotten flesh. We watch one commercial advertising a restaurant, advertising some kind of food or something that's just going to make us fat. And then the very next commercial, it's an exercise program to help you lose that fat. Or a pill to help you lose that fat. And we do. We just, we just consume it all. We just take it all in and it's like, why don't we just get rid of that stuff? I'll tell you why. Because we're so sinful, we like being deceived. We like these things. We like that lust of the flesh. And so we, we want them to dangle it in front of our face. It's what we want. And so you can say, well, I got deceived. But yet, yeah, you got deceived because you wanted to be deceived. You got deceived because your heart is just wicked. And you've got people out there that they understand the hearts. They've studied people. They know, they know the psychology of people. And they're using this stuff. And we do. We eat it all up. And then we think we're just going to be able to go and blame other people for it. We think we're going to stand before God one of these days and say, well, Lord, it's not my fault I went that direction. You know, it was, it was the news media's fault. No, listen. It was your fault. It was your fault that you went into all that stuff. And so we get deceived because we like sin. We like the things that God hates. And right there, that's one just one more thing that ought to just remind us why we are worthy of hell. And why God will cast those who reject His Son into hell. Because we have a God who hates sin. There's a, we, we are a people who love sin. Yet, God loved us, sent His Son to die and pay for our sins. And then when we go and we say, you know what, I'm just going to reject what Jesus Christ did for me because I want to enjoy these sins. I like darkness better than light because my deeds are evil. Then you know what God's going to say? Okay, fine. You have your sin, but you know what? You're going to also have to pay for it too. 
if you're not going to accept my son's payment. So when we understand these, this concept, then it should be a good reminder to us that you know what? You know, yeah, God would throw somebody into hell for being deceived. These people that are in these false religions, okay? They have been deceived by these false religions because they want to be deceived. You say, well, what's so, what's so deceptive about, you know, or what's so appealing about Catholicism? I'll tell you what's appealing about Catholicism. For one, it's big. People want to be a part of something that's big. Alright? And it is. It's huge. There's a lot of Catholics out there. And you know what? I mean, they do. They've got their big, fancy Vatican City. They, big, they build their big, fancy buildings all over the place. You don't see Catholics be, ever meeting in a storefront. You don't see them meeting in humble locations. You don't see their priests uh, and the people in there you know, wearing just normal clothes or cheap clothes. They've got their big, fancy robes and things they wear. And I went to a, one of these stores one time. I thought it was like it was just a regular Christian bookstore, but it was mostly Catholic stuff there. They have it in Peoria. And I saw how much them garments were. They had like the priest garments and things there that you could buy. That stuff is expensive. Their, little, their robes that they wear, they cost a lot more than my suits do. They, I mean, just some of their sashes and things they wore were like over 100 bucks. Folks, I, I don't know if I've ever paid more than $20 for a tie. You know? And they do. They wear all these things just to be seen of men. You know, so they can... Because, you know, when you dress the way I do... I don't look like somebody that you should come and kiss their ring. Right? My ring doesn't look like a ring that you should kiss. Okay? But you know what? People do that in those religions and in those churches. And so they do. They dress up in those fancy royal looking garments. They wear the big fancy rings that you can come and kiss. And people love that stuff. They love worshiping man. We see in the Bible where Paul and Barnabas preached and the people in there, they wanted to start worshiping them. And then what did they do? They rebuked the people for worshiping them. So what did they do after that? They stoned, you know, they stoned them or they beat them after that. Why? People love doing that. We saw right the chapter before that, Herod comes out and they, there's, the people start crying, it's the voice of a God and not of a man. You know, and Herod, being the wicked man that he was, he ate up the attention. He's like, bring it on. And then he was eaten of worms and died right there. Right on the spot. And so the thing is, man loves worshiping people. You know what else man likes? Here's another, this is one of the biggest reasons, too, Catholicism is as big as it is. is because man wants to work their way to heaven. That's what sinful man does. Sinful man thinks that they can be good enough to achieve eternal life. They think they can be good enough to earn the favor and the approval of God. And so they're like Cain, who's of that wicked one. They want to bring the work of their hands. They want to bring the fruit, of the fruit of the ground. But you know what? God doesn't reject that. God only will accept the sacrifice of a lamb, the blood of a lamb. And you know what? That final sacrifice was made with Jesus Christ. And that's the only sacrifice that God will accept. And we do that. And we, the only way, so the only way we can get salvation is by faith. But you know what? Our flesh wants to be able to do something. We want to be able to say we did some great thing. Why? Because we're so wicked that even when it comes to salvation, we want to be able to boast about that. But God hates that so much. God hates that proud look, the Bible says. God hates pride that's in man. And so God made sure that salvation, people who are going to be saved, that there was going to be no way they could brag about it. No way they could ever boast about it. So He made a completely free gift that He just offered to everybody. Everybody. And all that people would have to do to get it is just believe it, 
ask for it, just accept it. No way anybody could boast. Boasting is excluded, but yet wicked man is so full of pride, they want to say, I did something. I did the confessions. I did the baptisms. I spoke in tongues. I did this work. I go to church. I give money. I read my Bible. They want to talk about themselves. And then we say, oh, I feel sorry for those poor Catholics that are just being deceived. They're being deceived because they want to be deceived. They're being deceived because they are being wicked and sinful. And you say, you're so mean. You know, you're so nasty. That sweet old lady that's trying to work her way to heaven. No, that sweet old lady is full of pride. Me and Brother Mark, we talked to a sweet old lady here in town one day. But was full of pride. Thinking that she could work her way to heaven. Yeah, but she was so nice. You know, I mean, you know, she, I'm sure she'd probably give a stranger a cup of coffee and a $5 bill and, you know, do all these good things like that. Yeah, and the whole time she's doing it, she's thinking, man, God's definitely going to let me in heaven because of this. Uh, not with that attitude. Not with that kind of pride. That's wicked. See, that's just the way we deceive ourselves, folks. So, deception is, it, it's a sin. Another reason we, the way we deceive ourselves you know, we get deceived because we just don't trust God. Now, folks, that's a big sin right there, not trusting God. There's no excuse for us not to trust God. Matthew 13.22 says, He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. Notice that deceitfulness of riches. Okay, why is it that we are so deceived by riches? Why is it that we feel like we need riches so bad? I mean, are, are, are any of us starving to death right now? Okay? Are any of us, I mean, you know, just living on the streets and homeless? Are any of us, you know, cold and hungry and not have any clothes to wear? Alright? We have the things that we need, so why is it that we constantly get deceived by the deceitfulness of riches? Why is it that people will get out of the will of God so they can make an extra dollar or two an hour somewhere else? Why, 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 why would people do that? I'll tell you why. Because of the deceitfulness of riches. Because you have that television, you watch those commercials over and over and over again, showing all the happy people in their new cars, all the happy people on their boats, all the happy people you know, eating at the fancy restaurants and things like that. And you think, if I had enough money, I would be just as happy as those people. And you're being deceived by the lust of the flesh. You're, you're being deceived by the deceitfulness of of riches, and the truth is, you can tell yourself all you want. Well, I just want security for my family. I just want to provide for my family. Yet Jesus said not to take thought for those things. Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But you would rather trust in yourself than trust in God, and yet, and so what do you do? You constantly let yourself get tempted by those things. You end up getting deceived by those things, by the deceitfulness. Of riches, and so you know this is why so many people can't seem to find happiness. You know, God's already told them you cannot find happiness in these things. You're not going to find happiness in the riches of this world, and so God has told them they can find happiness though in the things of God. God has told us we can be happy if we'll follow His will. Jesus came that we might have life, that we might have it more abundantly. But we have the world on the other side that's telling us that we can only find happiness in the things of the world. In the possessions, in the pleasures of this world. And what do we, and what do, we do? We listen to the world. And the world, 
We listen to the world. Here's why we listen to the world more than God. Because if I was to ask you to raise your hand, you know, who loves God more than they love the world? Well, we'd all raise our hand. We love God more than the world. We all, I love the things of God more than I love the things of the world. But yet, admit it, you know, we are obviously more attracted to the things of the world. And I'm saying people as a whole, alright? And I'm sure there's not a lot of exception here, but think about this. You know, <clears throat> when was the last time you saw a commercial about prayer? You don't see commercials about prayer, do you? Because who's going to make money off you praying? Okay? You're not going to see that kind of thing. You see commercials, it's always for things that appeal to the flesh. Every time. It's always going to be things that appeal to the flesh. Why don't they put ugly people on commercials? You ever thought about that? Have you ever seen the women that hang out in the bars? Why don't they put them on the beer commercials? Have you ever seen the guys that spend all our time drinking? Why aren't they on the beer commercials? Alright? I think it's obvious why they're not on they're not on there because we're because you know we're not attracted to that stuff, but yet the the world does the world promotes the things that appeal to our flesh to draw us in. All right, now now think about this. You say, well, how can anybody make money off prayer? Well, here's the thing: if we even God's people, if Christian people, if we were just attracted to spiritual things, if we were just drawn to that which is spiritual, then you know what the advertising places would do. They would use spiritual things to try to get our attention. But you know what? Somebody praying doesn't get our attention. You know, those things, the spiritual things don't get people's attention. Otherwise, advertisers would use those things. They do. They use, you know, scantily clad women. You know, they do. They use the fancy cars and things like that, you know, and money, stuff like that. Those are the things that they use because that's what appeals to our flesh. You know, all the world, all the commercials that you watch are for things that the world can profit from, from, or where they can make a profit from you. But really, when you stop and think about it, some of the greatest things in life are free. You know, it doesn't cost money to go play with your kids. You don't see commercials about that. You know, you might see, you know, you don't see commercials about sunsets, walks in the park, enjoying fresh air, you know, going fishing. Because who's going to make money off that? You know, who's going, who's going to benefit from that? You know, and so many people today, they are miserable, what? Chasing around the things that they see in commercials. Why? Because that's what their flesh tells them they want. But their flesh is a liar. God has told us what will make us happy in His Word. These things don't cost money, yet we're not seeking after those things. And what do we do? We're just continuing to let ourselves be deceived. And it's because we are sinful. And the deceitfulness of riches, it gets people all the time. Because riches appeals to our flesh. They that will be rich fall into a snare, the Bible says. You know, and many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. We know these warnings, yet we constantly ignore them. Why? Because we're following after our flesh being deceived. No excuse for our, our being deceived, but yet we let it happen. So that's why I'm showing you that deception is it's a sin. Yeah, you got deceived. Yes, you got tricked, but you let it happen. It was your dirty, rotten flesh. It was your sinful heart that let that happen to you. And so we also we get deceived because we love the approval of man more than we love the approval of God. 
In Deuteronomy 11.16, you don't need to turn there, but it says, Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and ye turn aside to serve other gods and worship them. Alright? Now think about this. In this passage, we didn't read the, we didn't read the whole passage on this subject, but why would anyone be deceived into going and worshiping an idol? Especially the children of Israel who saw the Red Sea part. Who ate the manna from the wilderness. Who saw the water come from the rock. Why in the world would anybody be deceived into going and worshiping a statue? Okay? There's actually a really good reason for that. Okay? Why people would want to serve idols. And it's, I believe this is it. I don't think it was just, well, they were at a, they were at a less informed age back then. You know, people just, they were so primitive. They were so dumb. They really believed that these statues had these magical powers and things like that. But, you know, now we live in an age of enlightenment. We have all this knowledge and, you know, therefore people don't believe it anymore. Well, listen, I don't doubt that there have been some people who worshiped idols that actually did believe they had magical powers. Alright, I, I, I'm sure of that. However, the reason those people believe that is because they got deceived. Okay? So, what deceived them? Because remember, this deception, this is something we let happen to us because of our wicked heart. So, what would make someone want to be deceived by a statue? By an idol? Okay? Well, in Nehemiah chapter 13 and verse 23 says, in those days also saw I the Jews that had married the wives of Ashdod and Amnon and of Moab. And their children spake half the speech of Ashdod and could not speak in the Jews' language, but according to the language of each people. And I contended with them and cursed them and smote certain of them and plucked off their hair and made them swear by God, saying, You shall not give your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your sons or for yourselves. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin by these things? Okay? Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, he, he served idols later in his life, didn't he? He built a high place for Asherah. He built these groves and things that God had commanded him not. Solomon, who was a saved man, who knew the Lord, served idols. Now, does anybody think that Solomon for one second ever thought those idols had magical powers? No. But you know what? I, part, I personally believe Solomon went he participated in the hocus-pocus and stuff that they do with those idols. Why? Why would he do that type of thing? Why does Tom Brady you know, go along with his wife's witchcraft? I don't know if any of y'all follow that. Apparently his wife's like a witch and she does these magic things and that's why he's so good at football and why he does, keeps winning these Super Bowls. I forgot what she did in this last Super Bowl, but she did some kind of Pocus pocus stuff. I don't know if it has some magic stones or something. I can't remember. And Tom Brady, he talks about this stuff. He admits it. You know, now why, why would Tom Brady do that? Now, I, I don't believe for one second that Tom Brady is dumb enough to think that his wife has magical powers. All right? I, I, don't, I don't believe that, but he talks about it like he does. Why? Okay, what has deceived him? I'll tell you, peer pressure. People love the approval of man more than the approval of God. And you know what? The reason Solomon followed those strange gods was to make those wives happy. He wanted to get what he wanted from them. He wanted to make them happy, so he followed those strange gods. Tom Brady's wife, you know, he wants to make her happy. 
You know, he wants to he wants to please her so he can get what he wants from her. And so, yes, dear, I believe in your hocus pocus. Yes, yes, I was gonna I was gonna do really bad, but you know, your little magic chant was going on in my head, and it you know gave me superpowers, and I threw that touchdown. Or you know, I, I you know he's gonna tell her all these things, and people they they, they follow this stuff, and the reason people go along with this idolatry is because they want to be approved of men. That's why certain areas. You know, are very Catholic. Where there's certain other parts of the world that are very Buddhist. Other parts of the world that everybody's Muslim, and everybody looks at you like, well, you, you know, it's it's a race, like it's a racial thing. And if you're against those religions, it's just because you think that person, you know, there's something wrong with their race, or that they're just dumb. No, actually, those people are just like any other people. But you know what? In that particular area. The acceptable thing is Muhammad. In that particular area, the acceptable thing is Buddha. And you know what? The people that are following it, they have allowed themselves to be deceived. And what tempted them, what what made them want to be deceived is they wanted to be accepted by everybody else. I just want to go with the flow. I just want people to like me. I just want to be accepted by society. So I'm going to follow after these things. And so they let themselves be deceived. And that's what's getting people deceived in our country today. They just want to go along. They just don't want to be against anybody. I'm just for everybody. I'm just, I'm just for everything. I believe in everything. I believe we're all going to heaven. You know, I believe we're going to heaven or paradise, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. You know, nirvana, whatever. You know, I, I think it's all good. I think it's all right. What are they doing? I just want to be accepted. These people, they are, they're just deceived, but it's because they want to be deceived, because they just want to be accepted by everybody, and they could care less about God. And then yet, we still act like, I don't know, as long as they're sincere. It's not their fault they were deceived. Yes, it is their fault that they were deceived. They let it happen to themselves. And so, you know, we ought to know better. You know, and there, many of the stupid things we see just going on in churches today, People can't be dumb enough to follow this stuff, but what they want to be accepted. This is why so many Baptist churches are anxious to put up Stars of Rem fans in their church. Why? It's socially acceptable in Baptist churches. Not only that, it's, it's actually pretty popular to do that. It's pretty popular in certain circles of Baptists today to wear a little lapel pin with an American flag on one side and an Israeli flag on the other side. Folks, that's wrong on so many levels. That's, bad, that's wrong as a Christian for us to do that. It's wrong for us as an American to do that. And yet, but it's a popular thing. And most people never looked into it. They never studied it. They don't even know why they're doing it, but it's popular. And so they've been deceived into this stuff. And it's just an, it's a desire to be accepted. That's all it is. And, you know, the reason so many pastors today, they want to get the purple lights, the reason they want to put on the skinny jeans, they just want to be accepted of men. You know, hey, this seems what's this looks like what's popular in my area. This is what's popular in my circle of friends. This particular doctrine is profitable, or you know, it's it's popular in my circle of friends. Or maybe it is profitable financially speaking. Folks, there's people that even on our side of things, I believe many times get motivated by the you know the you know the fellowship. They maybe they get motivated by just the popularity of things, and so they will. They will preach certain doctrines, and they'll preach with great authority, like they believe with all their heart. But the truth is, they just want to be accepted, you know, by a certain group. It's not in their heart. 
As soon as they get thrown under the bus from this group for something, they're just going to go and join another group and they're just going to throw all that stuff out the window. You know why? Because it's not real to them. They just want to be accepted. That's all it is. And people allow themselves to be deceived because, because of that. And false doctrine is abounding in Baptist churches because there's many false doctrines that are popular today. And they just want to be accepted. But you say, well, they, they're being deceived. Yes, and they're being deceived because they want the acceptance of man. They want the praise of man more than the praise of God. But another reason, just real quick, finish this up. The reason we get deceived is because it's often easier to be a fool than it is to have wisdom. It's just easier to get deceived. The Bible says in Proverbs 20, verse 1, it says, Wine is a mocker, and strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Okay, now, here's, I don't understand drunkenness and drugs. Okay? Thank the Lord I've never been drunk. I've never drank. I was taught right you know, from the time I was born. But you know what? There's got to be something to it. There, otherwise, so many people wouldn't be doing it. But you know what? A fool would experiment to find out what it's like. But you know what? The wise man's going to say, you know what? I'm just going to trust God and assume that He knows what's best for me. Most of the world is okay with drunkenness and likes it. But you know what? God says it's bad for you. You won't like it. So it's like, why would? Why do so many people do it? It's deceptive. They make it, you know, I, it, they make it look fun. All right, maybe the buzz is fun. I, I don't know. I don't plan on finding out because you know what? While the whole world will tell me you got to try it out, you know, just smoke this joint. You just got to try it one time. You know? Listen, I'm sure there's something to it. Otherwise, so many people wouldn't be doing it. So many people wouldn't be breaking the law in many cases to do these things. But you know what? I'm going to just trust God and say, you know what? He knows better than I do. He knows better than you do. Maybe it is appealing. Maybe it does look fun. But you know what the wise man says? I'm going to trust God. But you know what? Sometimes it's easier to be a fool. It's just, you know what? Let's, let's just go along. I'll just find out for myself. You know, I don't know why everybody's talking about that movie like it's so bad. I'm just going to go watch it for myself and find out why. I've heard people say that. I know people say you shouldn't read this book, but I want to find out for myself why it's bad. No, we don't need to find out. All right, Just trust God. That's what a wise person does. God's not holding anything back. Psalms 84.10 says, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in Thee. God's not going to hold any good thing back from us. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that the Bible says we shouldn't do that look like they're a lot of fun. And you know what? We let those things deceive us all the time. Why? Because we don't trust God. We're just rejecting God. We're saying you know, we're following the lust of our flesh and then we get deceived by those things. They get People get deceived by drugs. They get deceived by alcohol. But folks, we've had plenty of warning. There is no excuse. We need to under, be understanding with people. We need to remember you know, that people that are currently in deception, we need to be understanding. We need to remember we were there at one time. Okay? We were the ones who were deceived. We need to let God decide 
when people have had their final chance to get things right. We just need to keep trying to shine the light. Titus 3.3 says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Lord, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Let's not forget where we came from. Let's not forget that we were once the deceived. We were once in the false religions. We at one time were participating in the things of the world, falling for the advertisements of the world, I mean, indulging in the sins of the flesh. We were there at one time. We were, in, we were deceived, but were we, not? we were accountable. We were on our way to hell. But thank God, the Gospel was shown to us. We, we believed on it. We received that gift, not by any works of righteousness. We got it for free. It was completely free. But you know what? Now what we need to do is we need to shine that light to other people. Now we need to maintain good works, not so we can keep our salvation, but because they're good and profitable for men. We want to be blessing to those out there who are us 10 years ago, 20 years ago. There's a lot of them out there so we can try to reach them with the light of the Gospel. And that's, that's our job. And I hope you will do that. But until then... Don't be deceived. Even as Christians, if we're not careful, we can let things deceive us. And when we do, it's our fault, it's a sin, and we need to get it right. So let's pray. Dear Lord, thank You so much for Your Word and for the light that it shines uh, on the, the lies of the devil. And dear God, I pray You'll help us to um, have clear vision on these things. Lord, help us to get the things out of our life that often causes us to be deceived and help us to have a real, honest-to-goodness uh, pursuit of the truth and lord you promised that if if uh we're looking for truth we will be able to find it and help us just uh stay close to you in your name we pray amen let's go ahead